Hello again, everybody, and thanks for connecting with us again for our latest edition of the Healthy Trucking Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. I'm Greg Thompson from Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo, and I have to tell you guys right here up front that I truly value this opportunity to be able to take this journey with you. For those of you who have heard our previous episodes of this podcast, you know that we're focused on learning about the issues and topics related to your health, and we're featuring a series of interesting guests, including medical experts and trucking industry professionals. For those of you who are new listeners to the Healthy Trucking Podcast, you will quickly recognize that we are committed to focusing on timely topics, all designed to help the road become a little smoother and healthier as we all navigate our way in a post-COVID world. In this episode of the Healthy Trucking Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America, we'll be talking with Seema Lajavardian. SEMA is the regional director overseeing Region 6 for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. As you guys will hear, SEMA has a great appreciation for the trucking industry and the challenges that professional drivers face out on the road each day. We'll be talking with SEMA about dealing with and avoiding a condition known as long COVID. We caught up with SEMA in her office through a Zoom connection. Seema Lajavardian joins us now. Welcome to the Healthy Trucking Podcast. Great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm just really excited. Before starting, I just really want to express my gratitude for our audience because I've seen firsthand, especially living in Harris County, how you have helped us through not just COVID, but when we went through the freeze the help that we got, the food that came through. I am just grateful for all the work that you do. So I'm just really, really excited to be here. As you note right there, Seema, America's truck drivers, they keep everything on the shelves. I know when the freeze happened and also you guys were hit with a flood about three years ago and trucks were a big part of that. Houston is a major hub in the United States, one of the busiest cities in the country. And I know you see trucks every day. Absolutely. Every day I send my thanks, even if it's just saying it to myself, because even going to neighborhoods that were so affected, everything that has happened, really, I don't know how anyone would have gotten along with the work that's being done, but all our truckers. So again, grateful to be here. And again, thank you for taking a moment because I know every one of our listeners appreciates hearing folks talk about just how much our folks on the road are appreciated. Now, before we dive into our main topic on the podcast, I wanted to spend a moment to give you an opportunity to tell us about what you do at Health and Human Services. And if you can give us a sense of what the past two years have been like for your office during the COVID outbreak and the aftermath of what is a global pandemic. Unprecedented times for you guys. Absolutely. I mean, I will just tell you, so as regional director covering the states that you said, our job is really on focusing on America's health and well-being. We have a lot of agencies that we work with and we pretty much cover everything from the day you're born till the day we die. So that's just the breadth of what Health and Human Services does. I serve at Secretary's Becerra's representative, really responsible in building and coordinating relationships, policy initiatives with state, local, tribal governments, and really stakeholders and concerned citizens like you and making sure that everyone has the information that they need. 
COVID was scary. COVID was scary for everyone because we just don't know what hit us. And because we cover public health, COVID has been on our purview from the beginning. And we've been involved with the pandemic really from early on. The first thing that happened is with the cruise ships in San Antonio, because that was like the first time that everybody was hearing about that. And we helped house everybody at the Air Force Base and then wait till all the quarantining is over and then letting people go. So that was a lot of work that we did. We distributed a lot of masks, first of all, cloth covering, then actual masks to nonprofits and community-based organizations. When there was no test, we helped manage really making sure that our hospitals have the resources from PPE to ventilators, just answering questions from everybody as to what is this? What do we do? What happens? While we didn't even know what was going on. And then we work very closely, organizations that are under us, like the NIH, basically finding a vaccine, working with CDC that actually gives recommendations and with FDA that approves these vaccines, CMS basically for healthcare coverage of it. And then our other group is HERSA, which basically is the organization that works with all the community center access points. So for us, it was an everyday thing, holding calls with FEMA because it was declared a public health emergency. And once testing was available, vaccination was available, really working with states to set up testing sites and vaccination sites, coordinating with everybody, helping set up the mega sites. We kind of act like the switchboard for connecting people for the right resources, coordinating with states and treatments. What worries me more than anything, we want to get COVID under control and be prepared for the next outbreak that comes. And knowing that we definitely need more funding, we're prepared. We've done a lot, but we need more funding to make sure that everything is under control and it's not the chaos of not knowing when it first happened. We also deal a lot right now with burnout in the industry, especially our frontline workers, whether being our healthcare workers, our incredible truckers, just making sure that there is mental health support for the burnout. So I don't know if it covers it, but we pretty much dealt with COVID 24 hours a day, thought about it, woke up with it, was worried with it. So just really happy that it is under control now and happy that we are going the right direction and all these things are available right now. Well, as you run through that list, an incredible two years thinking about that because as you laid it out, you guys were at the nerve center of it. As you said, you're kind of the switchboard because NIH, everybody knows about Dr. Fauci, CDC, FDA, and this was something that nobody had dealt with in a hundred years, something that was devastating. We're still in a recovery mode from it. So it's been an incredible two years for you. Absolutely. And a lot of stress on everyone, the whole community, stress on everyone because of all the pressures that came on dealing with working, school being closed, working remotely. Me and you were talking, dealing with all this whole tech thing that we have to, to work with. A lot of things going on from very serious things to less serious things, but just a lot of stress going on. And then you think about our professional drivers who are out there on the front lines. As you noted, a lot of us were able to work remotely. You couldn't do that in trucking. They were out basically in the Wild West with this going on, and they had to work through it. One of the things that we mentioned in the opening that we're going to focus on in this podcast is long COVID. Long COVID actually earned a name that professional drivers can recognize, 
as you know, people with long COVID have been called long haulers. So let's talk a little bit about long COVID. And first of all, give us a definition of that. And how have you seen long COVID impacting individuals? And I do know it's called long COVID because and it's a very appropriate name for it. It is real. I think the most important thing to know is that it is real. It's not a figment of anybody's imagination. And symptoms span from trouble breathing, shortness of breath, irregular heartbeat, headaches, fever, difficulty concentrating, depression, anxiety, digestive issues, changes to smell and taste, joint pain, and other symptoms, and a lot more. So it's one thing getting COVID and going through a lot of these things. It's another thing having to deal with what happens later. And this doesn't happen with everybody. It happens with some people. Generally, if you've been vaccinated, if you've been boosted, the amount of time that you may get COVID is a lot shorter and the symptoms of long COVID are generally shorter. And I'll tell you, I am a cancer survivor and I'm immunocompromised. So I was working, as I said, day in and day out, dealing with what's going on with COVID, how many people are being hospitalized, all the deaths we were dealing with. I very early on got vaccinated, boosted and all of that. And I ended up getting COVID just this past January. My symptoms were nothing, extremely mild. I quarantined myself. I went through all that. The only thing that I felt a little bit was sore throat. That was really about it. And a month later, I started feeling exhausted, having brain fog, having headaches. My voice just had lost completely. So being a cancer patient, the first place they send you is, of course, the cancer hospital. Immediately, they think everything else is wrong with you. Thank God I have really good insurance. I can't put the emphasis on how important it is to have good insurance and how lucky I am to have that because they did millions of tests to figure out what was wrong with me because they immediately assumed that it was that again. And finally, I started researching, found out that I went to a doctor and I have long COVID. And had I known that, I would have gone to these places that are specialized in this from the beginning, wouldn't have had to go through all these expenses to do all those tests. And it would have been a very different story. So it's important for me to let everybody know that it's so important to know that there are these centers available. So if you do have to deal with it, you know where to go. But the lucky thing is that because I was vaccinated, unboosted, my symptoms, this is four months later, I feel a lot better. But it was very scary. It was very scary to think that, especially the brain fog, because my work, you have to be on top of it, the fatigue. I'm very high energy. I was exhausted all the time. So a lot of that, not knowing what that ends. And I will tell you, in the beginning of the pandemic, one of my really, really good friend and their entire family, we didn't have tests or vaccines then. They all got sick. And their 18-year-old developed really bad heart conditions. And this is two years later. So you never know. There are side effects that stay with you. So it's just a lot of confusion about it. And in addition, I really think COVID has exacerbated the mental health toll on everyone. Having extra anxiety and depression that comes with long COVID is definitely something that's very important to address and be worried about and be able to handle it. Listening to your story, I'm sure had to be frightening because as you said, you'd gone through a cancer experience, you have this happen and you're trying to sort this out. 
And this speaks to just how much we don't know about COVID still. There's been intense research, been lots of breakthroughs, lots of really good, positive things happening on the prevention side, the care side, and all that. But still, particularly with immunocompromised or folks, as you mentioned, people who have comorbidities, whether that be obesity or a heart condition or folks who smoke, kind of going through the list here of some of the things that professional drivers face. We know from research and we know from people that we know who've had COVID, it seems like COVID finds the weakest point in your body, the place where you're exposed, if you've got a gastrointestinal problem. I know somebody that had issues there and has had massive problems, and this person's very young, and there's lots of anecdotal stuff out there. So this is something that is very difficult that we're having to deal with every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Greg, I totally agree with you with everything that you have said. There's a lot that we don't know, but thankfully there's a lot that we do know and a lot of tools that are provided to us. COVID is under control because of all the tools that we've had and all the different kind of information that is out there. And I want to encourage everybody where you are to really make sure that the community levels that you're in, that is on cdc.gov, basically it tells you if you're in an area where the level of COVID it is low, medium, high, and it has directions as to what you should think about and how you should protect yourself, depending on what those community levels are. To also be very clear, COVID is not over. So it's really important that you do get tested. Now there's all kinds of testing available. Every household is allowed now to order eight more at-home tests from COVID.com. So making it pretty much almost 16 tests per household. There's all kinds of vaccines available and the booster as of last week, the FDA and CDC authorized boosters for ages 5 to 11, at least five months after they complete their primary series. For adults who have had their vaccines after December, you're eligible to get your boosters now. A booster shot is just an extra dose that will help you keep you protected. And everyone eligible really should do that. I know my brother travels a lot. He's on the road all the time. And he had gotten both of his vaccines, but he had not had time to get his booster yet. And I kept telling him, that's your priority. You travel a lot. You're exposed a lot. You're sitting a lot. Please make sure you do that. And he ended up getting COVID and sadly he had to take off. Mine lasted three days, four days. He had to take off two weeks from work because his symptoms during COVID were a lot longer. But to also let you know what else the government has allowed is that if you do get COVID, there's a lot of treatments available out there. Antivirals like Paxlovid and there's a test to treat program. And especially since you're on the road, you can take advantage of the nationwide test to treat initiative that gives people an opportunity to rapidly have access to treatment. And there are 2,500 test to treat sites, pharmacies and federally qualified health centers where people can get tested. The provider pick up a prescription for Paxlovid and really do it all in one spot. And it's really, really highly effective. And if you want to know more about it, it's on hhs.gov test to treat. And I just really have to also recommend to please talk to your doctor. Don't hesitate. You're not feeling good. You have questions. Your health is really the most important thing for you and your family because of the important work that you do. With everything that's available, just stay informed so that you're able to protect yourself. 
And I'm glad you shared the story about your brother because there are folks out there who have gotten the initial round of shots and some are like, well, do I really need to get a booster? Should I get it? And again, you talk about professional drivers are on the road. We know that COVID is still very present. It's still very transmissible. If you're boosted, you got a better shot of not getting it. And you've also got a better shot. If you're boosted, it's not going to be as serious. I wanted to go back to long COVID for a moment. Given what we've heard here today, I think it's safe to say that all of us would prefer not to be a COVID long hauler. So what else can we do to address COVID and to stay healthy other than what you've just shared? Look, there's no way to really prevent long COVID completely, but you can decrease the severity of it. And especially for our truck drivers who are on the front line delivering to America's families, they face health risks that can affect their livelihood and make them at risk for complications from COVID. You talked about it, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, depression, physical inactivity. You went over all that. So your work is so vital to the economy especially now as we recover from the pandemic, that it's important to stay healthy, take care of yourself, get vaccinated. And that's the best way to protect yourself from long COVID. And I think I wanted to also say what's at HHS, what the government is providing to help with resources and information with regards to long COVID. Please do share those because as we're talking here, we know this is very important. We know that long COVID exists. So what other resources are out there? Recently, the president issued a memorandum directing HHS to really coordinate a new interagency effort so that we can accelerate and further our work to address the long-term effect of COVID. This will facilitate our collaboration, strengthen coordination, and really accelerate efforts for the government to advance this progress. We'll be collaborating with academics, industry, state and local partners to really better understand it. And some of the examples are like strengthening support for workers experiencing long COVID, bolstering health insurance coverage for long COVID care, working with nationwide experts really to understand and address the mental health effect of COVID. And we're working also to ensure that people with long COVID disabilities, older American chronic disease, and people who are immunocompromised have the tools and resources that they need to stay safe. We're providing information about where you can access the resources and what you need for disability, for elder care, and really where the CMS call center are to know where you can go to get that information. And the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and the Department of Labor have also recently released guidelines on accessing equitable employment opportunities for people experiencing COVID and long-term COVID symptoms. So there's a lot of attention and information and funding going in so that we're ready to address it and putting them all in one-stop situations. So there are centers of excellences that are starting. There are a lot of hospitals that are dedicating resources and information just to long COVID centers so that people have access to go. So just what I can say is just please keep up on all the information and don't just assume that it's just a headache or my body ache is still lingering or I'm just feeling anxious and that is not related that it could be long COVID. What I'm hearing you say, Seema, is that we all need to listen to our bodies. In this day and age, because COVID exists, we can't just say, no, it's not it. It doesn't hurt to get a test. And if you test positive, then you've got a course of action that you can take to help mitigate things. Absolutely. Look, I get that there is a lot of questions as to do I get boosted? Do I get vaccinated? The safety of all of that. 
look, I'm a mom and I'm immunocompromised and I experienced it and I've seen it. And that was a decision that I had to make. We also know that 220 million people have been vaccinated. And that's a pretty big test group to show that it is safe. I have to say we are seeing more increase in COVID cases again in parts of the country. Currently, hospitalization and deaths remain low, and that's really a testament to the tools and protections that we have today. Your job takes you across the nation with a lot of exposure to new environments, new people, And you just need to be vigilant against the virus, not only for yourself, but really for your family, elderly relatives and others. Again, I just have to say I'm a strong believer of staying healthy and keeping your family safe. And especially with people with your incredible responsibility that you have in delivering all these goods and services to people around you. Seema, thank you so much for the time you spent with us. We've really enjoyed being on the podcast with you and getting some perspective You've shared a lot of valuable information with us. Do you have any final thoughts for us here on the Healthy Trucking Podcast? Greg, truckers are the lifeblood for America. You are central to the supply chain, the economy. You live your families to deliver goods for America's families. And your health is important to everyone. And you're just so appreciated. And the best way to prevent COVID and its complications is to be vaccinated and boosted. On this podcast, I just hope that I was able to provide all the information in case you do get COVID, what is available, and just really being aware of what long COVID is. I just want to say I appreciate all your work, and I hope all this has been helpful. Thank you so much for having me on. That's Seema Longevardian with her closing comments on this edition of the Healthy Trucking Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. As you guys heard in the opening, SEMA is the Regional Director overseeing Region 6 for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Now folks, before we close out this edition of the podcast, we would like to thank you for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels powered by Radio Nemo. And we'd also like to invite you to visit HealthyTruck.org, the website for Healthy Trucking of America. HealthyTruck.org is filled with information and resources that can help to make your travels down our nation's roads and highways a healthier one. And before we say goodbye today, we wanted to let you know that the Healthy Trucking Podcast and the Highway to Health Podcast, both coming your way thanks to Healthy Trucking of America, are now available on all the major podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcasts and search the podcast titles, The Healthy Trucking Podcast and The Highway to Health Podcast. If you guys do that, you'll be notified when the new episodes are released. And finally, folks, as we close out our time with you today, we'd like to remind you that The Healthy Trucking Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America, is a production of Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo.